back to 1010's podcast. My name is Michael Beck with Adam Nielsen and Mr. Handsome Robbie. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. He's interrupting you already. I know. That's fine. Just started the happen. show. Just started the show. I didn't know you were just going to like go right into it. Usually you give me the countdown or something. There's never that, been a countdown. Never a countdown. That's probably Ever. true. Every That's time we start true. the show, I say, are you guys ready? And you just roll right into it. And then it. I just go straight into it. Yeah, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had to happen. Yeah. So anyway... What's going on with you guys, Robbie? I think you got some project updates, don't you? I think everybody's got some project updates do. this week. Nothing too exciting for me. The 240 runs. I took it into the uh, the exhaust shop today and got a quote on what it would cost to build a Y pipe. Of course, it's expensive. It was not as affordable as I was hoping. No, but what can you do? So I wonder why that is because they've got the tubing there, and the tubing's the the tubing's the cheap. really cheap part. And I know you're going to have to do a complicated weld when you bring the two pieces together but we're not talking about like eight hours worth of work which no. is kind of the price that they quoted you yeah so it's i gotta replace the, i think the hard part is that the, the flanges that they're going to use don't match up perfectly with the, the headers so they're gonna have to saw off the end of my headers and replace those oh so i think that's where it kind of there's a little jumps, bit of fabbing jumps going on price. there are you using like some of the old exhaust setup you had before or are yeah, they so tying I'm, into that yes yeah, so what i'm doing is i'm building a having them do a y pipe that goes from my headers completely connects to that and then bolts up directly to my hks catback that's just a single exit right yes okay so they're pretty pumped about it like they i, I pulled it or they pulled it in onto the hoist and lifted it up I'm like oh yeah, you got a little bit of money in this. Like, <laughs> like all this, all the suspensions powder coated blue because yep. it's all aftermarket. So we talked about that for quite a while, and then these are the same guys that ended up doing Chaz's full exhaust not too long ago. Oh, really? So they were like they actually, last week. Yeah, so they recognized the sticker, and we were talking about his car, my car, and the podcast a little bit. They were probably a little mad at him because he wouldn't even let them start it. There was a there was a little bit of annoyance in the one guy's voice when he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was he wouldn't it was it was here last week and." We did the full exhaust on it, but like he, I don't, you could tell, I, he, could he, tell was, he was annoyed. It was, it was just like, but it didn't. He couldn't start it, and <laughs> I, oh boy, he had an oil leak. So. Yeah, yeah. Did you get that fixed? You know? Yeah, he got the motor pulled out and uh, re RTV'd because apparently GM doesn't believe in oil pan gaskets. Yeah, which is really weird to me. Well, the, the LS has a, has a gasket. But I know, like, but like it's 2017, guys. It's time to to. Start using gaskets and things. So know. just tubes of RTV. Yeah, but for like 40 years, GM didn't have a front or a rear gasket on the intake manifold. That doesn't you had make to RTV it right. It. I'm just saying. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what they do. The Nissan was that way Standard too. operating. Was it really? Oh, God, yeah. I There's thought like that was no so gas. dumb. It's probably more common than you th- than I think it is, but it just seems silly. It's just easier that way. You can go to any store and just get some... RTV and RTV squish and it all over the place. In there and call it a day. Until you don't put enough in there and it leaks, you got to pull the motor back out. Never had that issue. I've got to liberally apply RTV. Yeah. All, he's all about that RTV. Yeah. But um, so the exhaust is going to be in soon. I've learned that something's not right with my fans because it was running hot today. My fans weren't kicking on. And my speedometer doesn't work. I Which, thought that we thought that was I good. Thought I, I thought I had it fixed, but now it's all confused. So I'll take off from a stop, and it'll peg out at like 160 miles an hour. Then Maybe of course, you're just going 160. No. Yeah, do you know how fast an LS is? Yeah, you I, don't even I, know. I suppose. It's just, this these, is different, yeah. The you're weird, so used weird to driving thing. slow cars. You've gone from like f- 300 horsepower to 450, and so you're kind of like, yeah, let's, like, let's not get carried away. All these other cars. What? Next, 
I don't know that it makes 450. It might. It might. Dude, you put a cam in the LS2 and it's 90 horsepower. There's a lot more work done on his car than that. Okay. It might be. It, it might be. I mean, four. It probably, it's probably at least four. Well, I know that it doesn't have any traction if I decide I don't want to have traction. I can just. On a 205? 215. 215. Well, even today I took off from a stoplight and I kind of, I didn't even get on it. I'm just like fishtail. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm in the middle of traffic. How old are your tires? They're a little old, aren't they? A year and a half. Oh, I thought, no. no, They're just two years. They're just two years. Oh, okay. Oh, you bought those that year that you had it together with the the cheap turbo. Yes. Yeah, before we started this. And you were racing out of Marshalltown. Those were brand new tires. Correct. Okay. Yes. So then... What else? Oh, then I also discovered that I don't think I have fifth gear, which is frustrating. Oh, really? It's not that good of a TV show anyway, so I wouldn't be too worried about it. Yeah, so for <laughs> as long as... <laughs> I actually like fifth gear for the record. It's, I like wow. tip. Wow. Wow. Anyways. Continue. But luckily I have first through fourth are fine. Sixth is fine, so I don't really plan on racing it to the point where I'll need fifth gear all that often. So at not the end of the world. It's just kind of frustrating that like I, we were talking about. If you're in fifth gear on a racetrack, you're hauling ass. You're hauling some major ass. So I wouldn't. <laughs> and you can skip shift from yeah. fourth to six. Yeah, unless basically. you have like a really short final drive. Yeah, you'd be hauling ass. So someday down the road, maybe I'll have to pull it out and fix it. But so far, everything's doing fine. Neato. It's awesome. Yeah. So just odds and ends. I got to fix, and then eventually get a tune. So you're doing the excessive tune then, right? And you're going to take it out there eventually? Has yep. been scheduled or you not waiting until the exhaust was done wait just until the case. exhaust and I was kind of waiting to see how my schedule shook out the next what, three What did they weeks. tell you on your, because you got like a mail order tune, right? Yep. What did, what, I mean, how so, good is that? Well, it started the first pull, so I can't complain. Okay. Um, what, so basically what I did, I went to wiring specialties and I, they have a whole thing where you'd set up where you tell them what engine you got into what car. Yeah. And then they basically... This is through wiring specialties. Yep. Okay. And then they'll just tell you exactly what needs to be, or what needs to change. So, like, they'll delete the, the requirement to have the key, the yep. fob thing. Yep. Uh, they'll delete your uh, O2 sensors, stuff like that. And then it's basically just a base tune. Like, all the fuel maps are completely stock. So, for me, that's a pro- kind of a problem because okay. I, have a, I have a cam and some work done. So, it's not really a tune per se it's more like a startup exactly get it's, you a, it's, it's a complete okay. base tune with all the mods to make it work in your so you wouldn't want to do anything too aggressive correct because it could go probably lean if it's base fuel maps yeah probably go lean on you yeah so my idle obviously isn't super strong did okay. you get that afr gauge in mm-hmm. from a long time ago yes i did okay so at least you can look at it yeah fair so enough that's basically all i got for now just odds and ends i gotta fix figure out why my speedometer doesn't work uh, weird quirk about the 240SX speedometer. Maybe it's all speedometers. But if the speedometer doesn't work, the odometer doesn't work. Yeah, that's... I don't that's think all that, of them are? I don't think that's too out of the norm for older cars. Okay, I'd never driven a car that didn't have a speedometer that worked. So like this one, it'll it's it's getting the wrong signal. So it'll go from zero, and I'll take off from a stop sign, and then it'll peg out like 160. And then it'll sit there for a few seconds, and then my mileage will just go up. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Spinning. Yep. Damn it. And then I'll, I'll be coasting or driving, and then it'll drop back down to zero, and then the odometer stops. So to drive the 15 miles I drove today, my speedometer went 60, or my odometer went 60 miles, because for a while there, I was sitting at 160 miles an hour. That's hard on the re- resale value. Yeah, I'm really concerned about that. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> probably, <laughs> that might be the least of his problem. Yeah. Is yeah. that the original dash? 
the original dash, but not the original cluster, because I... Okay, so it doesn't matter at this point anyway. We, we were, we're going to get into like odometer tampering during the news segment, and I was actually going to talk about that. Okay, we so can save it for that. We'll save it for that. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have a couple of little updates for once. Um, first of all, just because I think it's cool and awesome, uh, that newer, larger, more race-inspired Recaro baby seat will be here tomorrow. Awesome. We got it in red with like gray uh, accents. Couldn't get green? No. Damn. I don't even think green was an option, but even if it was, I wouldn't have bought it that way. You should have. I could have bought it in blue. Green but is the red just car. looked very race car to me. So I, I would have gone And it was the some... cheapest. Was it really? Yeah. Oddly enough, you'd think black, just like straight black would be the cheap one. I think that'd be the most expensive because that's the one that everyone's going to buy. See, it just doesn't look... It looks so bland then. You don't because you don't see anything. It's may, maybe it's because men will buy it. Like, honey, I'll, I'll get, I'll take care of. You know what I mean? Yep. And so they buy the black one, so it's a little bit inconspicuous. So she doesn't ask too many questions about why you've bought a mini race seat. So apparently, Logan's favorite color is red, because when he when you have a little toy in front of him, if it has a red button, he'll just sit there and push it over and over and over and over, just that one button. Okay. So it was easy to talk Katie into the red one. Okay. I think for most men, though, they're trying to like. It's not, it's, we're not paying more for the race brand. You know what I mean? It's like, funny. The, it's not, it's, it's a normal car seat. The first one we bought uh, was used. I bought it from somebody in Ankeny. Yeah. And he said uh, the reason that he bought it was because if Ricaro was good enough for Formula One drivers, it was good enough for his son. That was his logic. So people are buying into that. Apparently. Nonsense. It does have a really good crash test rating in their defense. But his logic there is weird. Yeah. Well, but I could, s- people make weird associations. So, yeah. okay, fair no, enough. I, I get it. I mean, that's going to be your first thought. It's like, oh, that's the same as the Formula One. Race guys. cars, same obviously. Brand. That's what you have to do to talk your wife into it. Then that's what you've got to do. Yeah. It's fine. But I don't blame him. So, anyway, I also uh, have started the process of trying to figure out what I'm going to do with wheels for the Omni. As I, we've talked about before, I really want to move to a 15 and just get a street tire and be done with it. At least. You know, for the next year or two, I'll probably eventually go back to slicks. But last year when I got those, the new slicks that I had bought for last season mounted and found out that one of those rims was cracked and that it wasn't just a punctured slick like I had originally thought, Mm -hmm. I never bothered even trying putting them on the car to see if they would fit or not because the ones I bought for last year were two and a half inches taller than than the takeoffs I had been previously running the last two seasons. Two and a half inches? Yes, they're a diameter or radial? 22 inch. Okay, so a non-DOT bias slick is, um, the number is all in inches, and they don't have like an aspect ratio, like a normal tire. Yes. So you just get a total overall height and an overall width and then a wheel diameter, and that's the size. So those are 22 and a half by 9 dash 13. Okay. So they're 22 and a half inches tall. Yes. The previous tires I had were 20 by 9-13. Okay. Man, I did not expect them to be that uh, That's a big taller. difference. Yeah. Two inches is a lot. But what I was really hoping for, the, the whole idea was that I always run out of second gear, in even in autocross. Yep. But third gear is just not really a good thing to stay in no. in autocross, and shifting is not really ideal so i was hoping that that taller tire would give me a little bit better gearing and i could stay in second more often okay i do remember that that was my goal with that tire yes so anyway just out of curiosity i figured well 
so the uh, the twenty two and a half inch tall tire is roughly the height of like a a two twenty five or a two forty five fifteen, the average fifteen. So uh, I figured, well, let's see if these fit before I go buying wheels and tires and find out they don't. Nowhere close, like Shit. not even not even remotely close. So uh, I'm afraid I'm going to end up having. Apparently, I've talked to a couple of people. Apparently, a 205 is a pretty aggressive fitment tire on that car. I, I think it's funny that you say 205 is aggressive, and you've been running like nine and a half inch wide slicks. <laughs> but they're, nobody they're runs. Teens, a, of course, nobody runs a 13. That was where I got away with that. Yeah, but that uh, like I was texting a, a buddy of mine last night who's been in this this front wheel drive Dodge game for quite a while. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I've got two Oh fives. That's pretty aggressive. And I was like, well, I was kind of hoping to do a two forty five. Yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Now, like the, I didn't really think about it. Like last night we were kind of talking, but yeah, two forty five on that small of a car. I think it takes up a lot of space real fast. Yeah. So, like I was talking to my dad this morning, he said, well, what if you get a smaller diameter wheel? So, you know, I could, in a 13, if I want a tire that wide, it has to be a DOT slick or a, or a full-on slick. Yes. In a 14 is the same problem. So you have to get to a 15 before you can get a 225 or a 245 that's not a full-on race tire. Yep. And then I'm at that same problem. Right. So as much as it pains me, I think what I'm going to end up having to do, at least in the temporary, is buy a seven inch wide wheel and put two Oh fives on that car. That should save you money though. Shouldn't it? So you're going to get 15 yeah. by sevens with a two Oh five. Right. And I know those will fit. I'm not worried. I have, I have many, many examples of people who run that exact fitment on those cars or that exact size on those cars. I have their offset numbers. I can buy those. The other thing was the wheels I was going to get came from real racing wheels mm-hmm. that's the name of the company real racing um there are six to eight week lead time whereas if i order a 15 by 7 with the offset i need i can order it from tire rack get the tires mounted and balanced and they'll be here you know friday yeah what wheel are you looking at then i haven't quite decided yet but you're just going with a whatever wheel just yeah like a miata type I can't quite run. I might be able on that narrow of a tire, but I can't quite run a Miata fitment. I don't think they're quite right. They don't have quite enough offset to to clear my suspension. I got you. Ah. So, especially if that's not what your long term goals are. I think what I think I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to buy these in the in the in the interim, and I'm going to keep the slicks I bought, and when I have time, and I'm not so like hell bent on just driving the damn thing again. Yeah. I might mess around with seeing if I think if I like shimmed out the bottom of the fender and rolled it, I think I could get it to clear. Yep. Uh I can't go full lock to the right even if I get it to clear the fender in a race scenario because it will the inside of the tire will hit the transmission pan. Yeah, it'd be bad. But I never you never go full lock even in autocross. Or very rarely do. Yeah. So I don't think it's that big a deal. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't quite rub. <laughs> I can't put I can't get my finger between the transmission and the tire when it's a full lock to the right though. 
That's close. I never bothered mounting the tire on the passenger side because if it fits on the driver, it will fit on the passenger because the transmission sticks out past the frame rail. Okay. So if it'll clear the transmission, it will easily clear on the passenger side. That's so. good. But I think if I fiddle around with the fenders, but I don't want to do that, you know, because that, that's going to take me, you know, a week or two minimum to fiddle around with that and finally figure out if it does or does not work. And then I'd have to order those wheels, which is another six to eight weeks. And so that puts me at like eight to 10 weeks before I have wheels and tires for that car. I don't want to do that. That's way too long. So I'm just going to buy a narrow set of tires. Then I have a backup tire if I ever get a flat and I just need a tire for an event or something like that. Plus I can buy something that maybe looks a little cooler on the car than what I was going to get. So is what it is. Yep. Definitely. Plus, it's going to be a lot cheaper, so I can do more adult things with my tax refund. Yeah. Adulting sucks. That's life. Adulting sucks, but... It is it is real life, unfortunately. I spent four hours trying to uh, basically thread one hard line. I saw that on your Instagram. What? It was the fucking dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Holy cow. So, I try to explain this so people can understand it. I'm leaving the power steering in the RX-7. A lot of people go to manual racks which they wouldn't have this problem because they don't have those hard lines that the power steering fluid flows through, you know, to control the, the angle of the the angle of the uh, wheels. So basically, when you get this granny speed conversion kit, you get this like, it's like this frame, it's kind of like a little mini subframe thing that mounts into the rotary engine uh, mounts. You bolt it in and then you can bolt your small block onto that thing. Now, that thing has got these, like, I-beams on the end of it where the motor mounts actually sit. And the hard lines have to go through that. So they put two or three-inch diameter holes in the I-beam-looking thing. It's not really an I-beam, but for the sake of this conversation, that's what it looks like. So what you have to do is, because of where the power steering rack sits, you have to th- you have to take that hard line and thread it through those holes. And you have to get two of those hard lines through one hole and then reattach them to the rack, basically where the shaft, the steering wheel shaft comes into the power steering rack. It's the dumbest fucking design I've ever seen because the thing about those hard lines is, you know, at the factory, they're bent a very certain way. Somebody in CAD, now anyway, designs it so that it's got a lot of kinks and angles and things like that, but it's a perfect length, and it's it this port and this port will perfectly line up when you connect your hard line and start threading it in. Well, after literally 30 years... Those lines get beat up, they get taken out, they get put back in, you know, shit like that. And you can thread one of the one side of the hard line in, but now the other side of the hard line is not right where you need it to be to get it into the port it's on the other eight, side. It's a quarter of an inch. Right. And wrong. so you're kinda like wrestling with it and trying to, you know, and then you're trying to get it to thread and it's not, you know. It's that, but you're trying to do it in a space that's like four inches wide after you've gone through a two inch hole and you can't see it and you're standing on your head with your hand up underneath, you know, under the engine basically where it connects and literally spent four hours doing that. So if you would have known this, could you have done it before you dropped the motor into the cradle? Yes, but I don't think it still would have been difficult because the design's stupid, but it's, it would have been easier because the only thing it would have saved me is I could have sat where the engine was. I could have put the car on the ground and sat where the engine was and then tried to fuck with it. But it, it, it probably still would have taken two hours. Not that I disagree with you doing it, but why keep the power steering? Because after my drift experience in the Fiat with no power steering, 
That was it was not ideal. Okay. I know for a fact that it's it's not ideal. You can react more quickly with the power steering oh, and then I'm when sure. you inevitably stick it in the grass and you're facing <laughs> the wrong direction and your wheels lock the other way, you're not like wrestling with the wheel to try to get it spun the other way so you can drive okay. out of the grass. So I've, I know why people do it. Go to manual racks because it's way easier. It's one less failure point. I totally get that, but I just want to try it. I think it'll be better for track driving too. It's definitely better with for the just he- driving. With the heavy engine, get you know, getting it through paddock and stuff like that. I think it's gonna be way more livable. So Yeah. So did you win then? I won finally. It was literally like cars on the lift. The car's about six feet up on the lift. I'm on the ladder because my dad's on the ground eyeing it from underneath to try to see it. And I'm fucking with it, trying to get it to thread from above. And I'd literally fuck with it for five minutes. And then I'd have to stand up on the ladder and just sit, just like relax. Cause I'm like, you get, you're like, you're so pissed. You're like, God, just, just fuck, walk fuck away. Yeah. And just walk away. So I just stand there and just, I just relax and just be like, woosa. You know, it's like, <laughs> just gotta relax a little bit. And like, okay, I'm ready. And then I'd get back in there. But literally on Monday, because I did that on Saturday to Sunday, one of the two, but like I scraped all the skin off my thumb. Oh, yeah. From trying to thread that nut in there. It's still, it still is like tender where I don't have skin on my thumb from trying to thread <laughs> that stupid thing in there. God. It was literally the, it's, I said at the time, and I still stand by it's the worst job I've ever done on a car. I mean, I've painted cars, I've done body work, the engine swap, the, the whole, this is the worst thing because you don't know. The whole time you don't know for sure if you've got it threaded or not. And the real problem was it had been cross-threaded once That's before. That's what I'd be the most afraid of. So we we took it out after it had been cross-threaded. We took it out. We And the connection's aluminum. Yep. So we took the steel line, one side of it that we knew for sure that the threads were good on that nut, threaded it in really nice and cleanly and kind of like worked it back and forth to make sure it was really as defined as we could to get those threads in there. Did that a couple of times, and then I ran the side of the line that I knew was going to go into that cross-threaded port through a different port that was steel, just to make sure the threads on that were good. Then I blew, you know, blew all the metal out of everything, and then I covered it all in PB blaster to make sure it was completely lubricated. And it was just like fuck. And then not only that, but we still had to like grind the opening a little bit because it's 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 not a good design. It's not a good design to, to thread those two lines through that two or three inch wide hole is not, it's just not going to happen. No. Wow. And there were, we got on the forums cause we're like, can we put an AN fitting on this and do a, a soft line? That was, and that somebody's, was my question. Somebody's done it, but they didn't give any details. So thank you for that. Whoever that person is. <laughs> so my Audi had some soft line power steering lines in places that weren't ideal. Yeah. And they would rub against, like vibrate against, especially when you're turning, you know, those are kind of surging and, you know, they'll moving around. You know, they'll move quite a bit and they eventually will rub holes in, in them. And so if I was running a soft line through a hole in a motor mount, like you were describing, it would have gotten a hole. In the it question is how, I mean, you know, my, my Audi was 10 years old when I, or, almost 15 years old when I sold it and it hadn't done it yet, but I had read online that people had had that problem. And when I've been underneath the car, I had seen that where it was definitely only a matter of time. So how long would you have gotten away with it? It's hard to say, but it would have been a, a, that I would have been in the back of my mind forevermore if I'd have done it. Always check the lines, see what they look like. At least they would have been somewhat easily replaceable. 
Yeah, but a power steering fluid leak at a drift event on a track would really upset a couple of people. That's true. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be very happy about that. No. But it's done now. So in the long run, it, it may have been a son of a bitch, but in the long run, it'll be the better, less worrisome. It's It was literally the whole, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get this. That's the thing. It's just like, fuck, you just don't know. At least if you're working on something, you're making progress. On this, it was just like, I have to do one thing that should literally take me 30 seconds, which is just thread this line in and be done. But now I've spent hours on it, and I don't know if I'm going to get it. Also, the rear suspension... Story of my life. The yeah. the coilovers on the rear suspension rubbed against the basically the hub carrier. Um, and I talked to Fortune about it, and they offered to make me a bigger spacer, and I said, I don't know if I want to do that, because it's just the shaft that the end of the coilover slips over. And you could space it out, but even even without the spacer, it was hanging over the end of the shaft because the shaft's not very long. So space it out a couple centimeters, and it was you know then or a couple millimeters, and then it's a couple millimeters more hanging out. And then they're like, "Well, we can make you like a four or five millimeter spacer." And I was just like, "I don't like the uh, it's if the whole thing was covered, you know what I mean? If it was a situation where I've got it spaced out, but the whole base of the coilover is covering." it has shaft touching it, Yep. then I wouldn't be concerned about it. But the fact that it's already hanging over a few millimeters and you're wanting me to space it more, I don't like that. Yeah, it's, uh, so it's, it's probably not really that big of a deal, but I was like me taking a little bit of material out of that carrier to make room for it so it's not rubbing, to me, makes way more sense because that's not doing anything structurally. Right. I mean, I'm not an engineer, but anytime you start moving stuff out farther on a leverage point, that's that leverage it's is like day. it's the increasing force is is incredible as you start moving farther and farther out when you're talking about a, a lever, you especially know? if it's if the end of it's not making contact <laughs> with anything. Yeah, so it's I didn't make it even worse on the inside of I, that. I didn't hole. want right, and then it's it's more force is being put on a smaller area. Yeah, of only part of the coilover, and so I was like, I don't want. And I yeah. asked him, I'm like, has anybody had problems with these? Because this, there's no way this thing's bent because it's the same on both sides. And it's this huge metal frame thing because that it's like a trailing arm suspension. And I'm like, there's it can't be out of whack. Like, there's no way for it to be wrong. Has anybody complained about this? Oh, no. Of course not. You're I'm the like, only one. Well, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't think anybody said anything about it. Weird. Yeah. So anyway, but, you know, small issue. Grind, grind it out. Death wheel. Nice. You're close, though. I mean, what, what do you have left on your uh, RX? Start it. Wait for my computer to come back. Yeah. You sent it in? Yep. Oh, man. So basically start it, exhaust, and then you're right in the same boat as me. Yep. Figure yeah, I need to get my seats and get my interior and start putting stuff back together because oh, shit's kind of torn apart. But I didn't realize that was... That's like a couple weekends get that stuff put back together. That's awesome. But, yeah. It feels good to like all three of us be terrifyingly close to having usable vehicles. I, I drove it to and from the shop here in town today. I made it through rush hour traffic in it and pissed off a lot of people, but that's fine. Open Whatever. headers, baby. They liked it. I, I drove Secretly. past the cop, and it, she didn't even seem to mind. Really? That much. You know what? Even, you handsome robbed her. I, I might have. Even with a Camaro with basically straight pipes on it, I've not had any problems with cops. Yeah, but that's a muscle car. Ex- well, That's hugely his making, different. His is making V8 noises, though. People look I think at they it. know. People look at it, and are really confused. There was a Camaro right behind me as I was getting... <laughs> Onto the interstate after he's like, what? After going to the shop, and he's like right on my ass. And then once we get on the on ramp, I just peg it a little bit, and then he kind of stayed further back because it was 
fucking loud. I'm sure it was loud. <laughs> it was so loud. I think the people, though, that complain about getting noise tickets for exhaust, have you noticed that they're all Subaru owners? Yeah, or Honda's Something, or something to be said about... Yeah. You can do a lot more shit if your car isn't, like, boy, boy racer or beat up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you look like a hoodlum, you're going to get a ticket. Well, yeah, if you roll up with your straight pipe Chevelle that's in pristine condition. Right. They're not going to They don't give a you. shit. They're no. probably going to... If it's they pull you over... It's Harley effect. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly what it like is. that. Yeah, exactly. Because I guarantee you 90% of the Harleys out there are over on whatever noise noise ordinance there is. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. That's so idle. Loud. They're louder than they should be. They're so loud. I don't know why they need to be so loud. I, I'd say that, but... Mine is so loud. It is. It's too. But it's not you're, staying that way. That's yeah, not no, a permanent I can't, I can't. state. I, Robbie, you I didn't go out. Drive it like you those. didn't go out and buy a Camaro and then immediately just remove the exhaust. Jerry bombs, bro. Oh, no, I hate it. I, I, it's too loud. It's it's too. It is too, too much. It is too much. I actually had a headache by the time I was home. I had the windows up, just to make it a little quieter inside. And it, was just, it was probably just shaking you to death. That's yeah, the man. carbon monoxide talking. That's probably true. That's too. yeah. It was probably coming up through All the floor. All the fumes were coming up <laughs> through, through the floor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a great reason to have exhaust right there. Yeah, to avoid the carbon monoxide. That was the problem when we got the Camaro. Actually, is because when I first got it, I was 13 years old. You could see through the floor, <laughs> and I don't trust anybody's you know exhaust joints. I'm yeah. sure they were leaking. Yeah. So I think that's it for that. Yeah. Isn't it? We all got updates. Now it's time to do a topic. It's crazy. So this week's topic, uh, it is tax season. If you haven't noticed, a lot of people spend their refund on stupid shit for their cars, like some of us, even though we're being responsible this year, no. as, we, as we are in our late 20s now and we have very many responsible that's things to do. That's no. what adults do. what adults do. Or at least no. that's what my parents keep telling <laughs> Keep telling you need to be a responsible adult. Are you doing Rob's responsible things with your tax Not refund, Rob? Not one dime Okay, well, that's impressive. The hurt. You can see the hurt on his Not, face, can't no. you? Not one dime. dime. Hmm. I'm spending That's a little okay. money on my car. Adam spends some money on his car. I'm surprised. I bought a baby thing. That's okay. Uh, yes. Fair enough. It was very re- responsible. And you have other responsible things that you're going to do? Yeah. So All kinds of things. So basically, um, Adam looked up what the average tax refund is. I just hit the Google. And uh, it's 24... Nope. Or sorry, 2950 So, so that's the, so the average app- tax refund in the U.S., $2,950. That was federal. Oh. I didn't want to deal with nah. state. State's yeah, too complicated because it changes. Like, it's vastly South Dakota different. doesn't even take income tax. It's vastly different so from there state is to no. state. So I was just like, let's just look at federal. This is our number. So our bit here is basically if you had $2,950. To burn. To burn. That you're, you're assuming that this money, you're not, you're in your you're early adulting. 20s. You're in your early 20s like we used to be, and that money is going to some shit box you found on Craigslist. That's right. What are you going to buy, and what mods are you going to do to it? Yep. So we, normally when we've done these challenges in the past, we just pick a price, and you find anything that is at or below that, and that's just is what it is. This one... Number one, we didn't put any limitations on it, so it's it doesn't have to be any specific drivetrain or any specific uh, type of vehicle. Just just whatever you think you can find that is cool and looks fun, and then whatever's left in your budget, try to spend it on mods or or repairs. So you could even buy something that's not running as long as you could buy the parts to fix it. If you can justify it. That's part Craigslist. of the part of the argument. So. Robbie, should we start with mine? I'm first on this list here. Sure. 
You guys already know what it is because you're a bunch of cheaters. That's not true. I, I only know generally what it is. Okay, so my mine is this super dope, and nobody's going <sighs> to fucking argue with me on this because I'm not going to take any from I, anybody. Uh, 1987 Dodge Raider. I have I'd, never heard of a Dodge Raider. I haven't either. It's, it's an so American car? Sweet, dude. It's a little tiny uh It looks like a Suzuki Samurai, but I think it's bigger. Yeah, and it's but it's it's still very it's small. Ki- it's kind of like a Bronco. It's two doors, smaller than a Bronco, definitely. Is it a turbo Dodge? No, I don't think so because it's got <sighs> like a two point nine or something. Two point six. Shucks. What is what is that even? Two point six. I don't know. This is a drivetrain I've never heard of either. What is going on with these gauges? Yeah, I just want it's, look these at the gauges, gauges. Are sweet, dude. Is, it's got a it's got that, a pitch indicator. Is that an alt- what was that like? Yeah, altimeter. At, it's an ad. I think it's attitude kilometer. We're, no, I think we it are was, all wrong. I think it, no, I think it's literally called like an attitude indicator. Like attitude, ha- yeah, like you'd have like an if I have a bad attitude. Yeah, well, it tells you that too, but it, it shows you like your pitch and yep. your yaw. So like, it's like, like it's an airplane. Like, yeah, it's one of those little globe gauges with a cross in the middle of it that moves. The horizon moves up and down. Yeah, on. it shows. Go you back to the actual gauge cluster. There was one picture. That is a rad gauge cluster. It's very eighties. So yellow and red. Painful. It's got 80s. those like individual lights. Yep. For like all your warning lights. Yeah, exactly. It's so 80s. Uh, Toggle so switches on the dash. It's got about 200,000 miles on it, 128,000 on the drivetrain, whatever that means. It is four-wheel drive, of course. Um, says it might need a little tune-up. Uh, he just says he's got too many projects. It's Like I said, it's an 87. He wants two grand for it, and I've seriously considered going to buy it, but I have responsible things I need to do with my real tax dollars, Robbie. Plus, you have plenty of cars already. I have too many cars, but it's so sweet. Look at it. It It's a two-door SUV, which we have many times expressed a weakness for. Does that pop out rear windows? Oh, is it? Do they like do that little pop? Yeah, where they got the little thing Just that like extends. Just like a little like, six-inch gap so. in them. Kind of like how the minivans used to be. Yeah, like yeah. old-school minivans. That's it, what it looks like. It does appear that way. Those it's, are cool. It's got the tailgate that swings to the right, I assume. It's got big, meaty, knobby mud tires on it. It's got some mud tires. Needs a bumper, apparently. I'm or all or about doesn't. This thing. doesn't need a bumper. It doesn't need a bumper. Maybe, it maybe I won't do adult things with my tax refund. It appears. You should buy it for sure. You could do I don't it. want I don't I wonder want if I could tow to the it. Omni with it. I bet you could. You could daily this a thing. a sweet tow You rig. could daily it. You could sell the S10. I bet this leaks less oil than the S10. You does. know what? If I, I I would sell the S10 for that. I, I Yes. That's Yeah, we I would. This. It's it's awesome. It's been on there forever, too. Is it an too. automatic or a manual? It's an automatic, unfortunately. I'm not sure that... You can live with that. I think you want an automatic for crawling. I would imagine. I think you do, too. Would that would be the worst. You like, know how hard it would be to modulate clutch? If you went on like one of those like you know days where you go off-roading and you all day long were on the clutch. Oh I don't God. think your clutch would last. I don't think it's so much that your leg is going to explode as your clutch is not going to like the That's slipping. That's true. That's true. All the time. Yeah, that would be... That would that would be a bad day, for so sure. So I think in this scenario, I am pro automatic. Is your vehicle is it leaning to the right or is it just because it's sitting? I have no idea. Maybe could it could be either. Maybe it needs some suspension. It components. appears like it needs suspension. It has a. It so does much? have two hundred thousand miles. This on is it. two two grand. Is that what the number? Two thousand dollars. Right. So what's the other nine hundred and fifty dollars going into? All right, Robbie, you want to go back to the uh, list there? I'm excited for this. So part. first thing, I looked. I looked at the tires, and they looked a little dry rotted to me. They did look that. So rough. they might work, but I don't I don't think maybe it's a great idea to keep those. Good short term if you had to. So I found some Firestone Destination ATs. Okay. So this is the this is the knobbier tire than the I think it's the HT. There's there's one that's more like a highway tread, and this is the more all terrain one. 
So okay. I feel like you could still use this every day. Might that's be a surprisingly tiny, cheap. Tiny bit noisy. Um, it's that's a, a that's a lot of tire for a hundred dollars. Two. It's a two twenty five seventy five fifteen. Uh, yeah, it's a hundred and seven dollars a piece. Yeah, I feel like it's a good tire. Um, yeah, good all around tire. I don't Not think it's too crazy. aggressive. Like that wouldn't be terrible driving it. No, but it's it's enough that I wouldn't be afraid to use it. You could still go correctly. have some fun. Yeah. in your deal. So. That would be my what what's that what's 420 so how so much there's was there's like 421 or something yeah, like something that was like the cost that. for that So that's half our budget. So that's the that's or that. half of your extra. Yep. And then cuz I have questionable oh, tires yes, for off-roading I got yes. a winch. That's a good point. And I I found a I found a worn winch and I they're surprisingly expensive. Doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, no, that worn winch was like Anywhere from six hundred to twelve hundred dollars. See, I think if I was really going to buy this and I wanted to put a winch on it, rather than buying one off eBay, which I understand you just had to do to get a price, yeah, you just wait that out and find one on a swap meter on Craigslist. I wanted. I was hoping I could find one on Craigslist. Yeah, I did. I was hoping I could find some stupid like Camaro for a thousand dollars because I found a Wyland blower. Oh, I was God. like, this is it right here. Oh, Put these two pieces together. That's how I should have done this. I should have gone to the parts section and Full found crick. something ridiculous and then built a car around it. The blower was $4,500. Oh. I was like, damn it. But I saw the blower and like it didn't click right away. I'm like, no, I'm looking for cars. And then later, like literally a couple days later, I was like, wait a wait, second. Wait a second. I saw a blower on Craigslist and I tried to go find it. It was 4500 bucks. But Ouch. Now I was like, eh, I'm not gonna try to like look for other superchargers from Pontiacs and all that crap because I'll just I'll never win that. So I yeah, think I, I ended up. I think up- if you were really gonna do this, you buy the winch on. You buy a nicer winch. Just wait swap for meet. an opportunity to buy one. So I ended up with I've got two hundred and twenty dollars left. So that would be to mount my tires. That's, that's tune up money too. And tune and to do you the tune up plugs, that it needs. wires, and then that change. one shock or whatever I need on that one side is probably like. Forty dollars. So yeah, that, that front you, you bumper so. guard thing's pretty. It's all. I th- it's I the just, business. I dr- I drive it every day. Literally, if I didn't have it's to, it's so clean. If I didn't have, to, he said it's been repainted. I think it's like, but it's it's rust, fairly rust free. It looks literally from, I, from the outside here. If I didn't have to finish the RX seven, I would buy that. There's, all these pictures will no be doubt. up on our Facebook and Instagrams and and all that YouTube. stuff as usual. So you can be uh, be sure to find them there if you're listening to this on your phone. I'm wondering what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. nobody knows what a Dodge Raider is. So I, I I wanted to see if it was like a like a thing that people know about. It was on Tire Rack, like some kind of cult item. Yeah, but it was on Tire Rack. Like I was a like, scout? okay, well, if Tire Rack knows it exists, yeah, I mean, but the Bugatti EV110 is on Tire Rack. Remember? Is it really? Yeah, remember when, when we talked about they're making tires for this? No, that was the XJ. Or, sorry, the XJ. And I, I searched that by tire size oh, okay. when I looked it up, and I was okay. like, Fair "Oh, look, they make a 335 instead of a 345." You know, because they were all like, "This is the only tire that's the car only tires." Well, it's like, well, you could change the size like 10 millimeters, probably wouldn't kill you. No, versus running a 20 year old tire. But we won't get back into that. I have no idea what episode that was. I, yeah, I don't. I'm not even not gonna try. Point. Can we go through my honorable mentions? So I just had a couple other things I found that were interesting. Um, this first one's in Minneapolis. Holy cow. I don't know what I'd do with it, but I thought it was sweet. It's, Dang, a, tow it's a, what is a 69 Ford Wrecker? You know Roadkill, they do love their record. Their I feel records. like I feel like one of us needs to bag some ridiculous, like your you dad bag should that. bag his bucket truck or something. But that on bags would be ridiculous. Take that to car shows, cars, coffee, confuse people. Yeah, it's $1,650. I, the reason I didn't pick it, like I was like, I should build this and make something stupid out of it. It says somebody stole the carburetor. 
Otherwise, it runs great and drives. So what else is wrong with if somebody stole? First of all, who steals a carburetor? How uh, long ago was it stolen? Well, otherwise, other than the stolen carburetor, it runs and drives. See, to me, that means but it then, ran when parked. Twenty years ago. Yeah, which doesn't that means it doesn't run right. Well. That's why I ran away from that one. If it if he said yeah, I could and get it to start or something. Is the wrecker on the back there? Then and yeah, no, still, and no, it's all there. And no title. Oh man, manual Those transmission are not from the same time of year. No, those pictures. <laughs> the last picture was green leafy trees, and this one it's covered snow. in snow. <laughs> so anyway, it's just a. It was just interesting. That's in William Willmark near Minneapolis. Apparently, I don't know. I, I've always wanted a wrecker. I don't know what I'd do with it. I don't know why I want one, but I think they'd be cool. I just thought that one looked kind of cool. I, yeah, I literally don't know what I would do with it. It's very wide and. So th- this I found locally in Des Moines. Uh, it's a 70 bug that somebody's done a lot of modifications wow, to. Wow, that is... It's, it's a Herbie replica. That is funky. It's $1,500, though. And it didn't it look like... It drives? It didn't... Yeah, it's... Uh, motor runs good and will go through all gears. Uh, brakes need to be finished. So he's working on it and he's given up. But it does... I mean, look, he's got POR 15 on the floors. Oh, man. So, like, if you put some seats in there, you know, it doesn't have door panels, but if you put the seats in, you know, and finish the brakes... Yeah. But I don't know. I, you know, I didn't feel like pricing that out, so. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of interesting. The front end is strange. It's very, because aren't the headlights usually out on the fenders? Yeah, his is, he's got like a flat. He's got like front. a weird it's a very strange fender thing yeah. with the lights in the middle. He's done, it, somebody's done some serious it work. It looks very sad. It does look a little sad <laughs> with the got, headlight covers. Yeah, he's got droopy eyes. They look like they're, yeah. Somebody should save this because it's, it's sad. Josh Fettis loves himself an air-cooled vehicle. Josh, if you're listening, you it's should got find a 1600 1970 Volkswagen Beetle. Cheap. I'll send him the Craigslist link. It seems cheap, and if you like Beetles, you know, or air-cooled things, I know that's popular now. That seems like, you know, good project for somebody. It's yeah. Way better than an air-cooled Porsche. Cool. I went there. We lost three audience members. What else, Robbie? Down to seven. And then I found this, but it was over budget. 97 Holy cow. Honda Prelude Supercharged. Is that the H22 then? Uh, scroll down, Robbie. What's it? Does it say anything in there about that? I think that that's late enough to have the H-series motor. Jackson Racing Supercharger. Don't really know what that means. I don't know if they ever made one for that. Yeah, I don't know for sure. It's a good good blower setup, though. A lot of mods. Uh, that's a sweet Black leather. Ride. It's a cool car. About 160,000 miles. It's got that Honda reliability, so it's probably just fine. I don't know. It's kind $50 of fifty dollars over budget, but I feel like you could get him there. Yeah. If we really had this money, I'm sure if you walked in there with twenty nine hundred and fifty dollars cash and said he'd, he'd be down. It's what I got. This was my tax refund, and I'm doing stupid things with it. And he'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool." I feel like that's almost a stupid, responsible thing to do for it. Do with it because you know it's it's still a Honda, Torque so, Steer City. Yeah, but it also Torque Steers like a pig. It'll be great. I would drive that. I like I like that car. That's the prelude I like. Same yeah, way. I'd go with that. Yes. I think it looks good. It's a good looking prelude. Especially for three thousand dollars. Yeah. It seems cheap at three grand. But you know, who knows? Maybe it's got a lot of problems. Yeah, it might be too good to be true. Might Maybe be. I should have done all my adulting before we did this show. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just giving you a list of bad ideas. <laughs> this, yeah, it's basically just a list of things I should really do with mine. All right, that was it for me. So speaking of things you should do, Adam, this is your choice. All right. So I found myself oh my goodness. a 1991 
Mark III Supra that has been modified by a company called, what was it? Um, Air Ram Air Research. Is that what it was? That yes. sounds weird. Yeah, Ram, Ram Air, Air Research Wisconsin. from Wisconsin. Okay. And it looks like it's been pretty heavily modified. It's clearly not the original hood. The underside Robbie, of the, that's you. The Look engine at all the blue. Bay, yeah, I know, right? There's a lot of powder coat of blue. The engine bay's got a lot of work done to it. It says that it has an upgraded turbocharger, that it is not the original CT26 that it's on it. But it also says the turbo's blown. Oh boy. Okay. Ah. So I Googled Ram Air Research trying to figure out what has been done to this thing. Like, is this special? Right. Or is it or is this sketchy? I mean, is this a Hennessy? <laughs> or or what's going on here, right? And all I could find was uh, links to eBay and Andy's Autosport for quote unquote Ram Air intakes. Oh, so like, you know. I'm sure Ram Air Research is probably somebody out of their garage with a sticker. Well, because like I know um, like with the 300ZX, there were a couple of companies that built their own versions of that car. Yep. And you could buy them. And I think maybe the 3000 GT had some of those too. And I'm guessing this is similar to that. Is It is a modified car that you bought directly from a small shop. And those cars are are, some of those can be quite valuable now. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not saying this is like some super special lucky thing, but why, why does it keep getting more and more white body panels on it as you go to the right? So I think that that picture, red, the very first picture he shows you, white. I think is what it's supposed to look like. And then it oh. says that he got a replacement hood, replacement upper grill, and a replacement trunk. And they're the wrong. And they're white. And they're not the right colors. I got you. So, um, my mods. First what's, of all, what's the asking price on this? Uh, $2,200. Okay. So my mods, I never could, since I couldn't figure out what it was that they had done to it, I don't know what turbo is on it. Okay. So I figured worst comes to worst, let's price out a refurbed CT26, which is the stock turbocharger. Okay. Did that, found one of those for $232 on eBay. Okay. It's not too bad. And I figured my remaining $500 just goes to painting it, fixing it up, making it look good. Assuming, like, once I figure out what turbo it actually is, if I can get one within the budget, that would probably be what I'd actually buy instead. But this was my my, uh, worst-case scenario plan. And the rest of that budget goes into – I can do the paint prep work myself for minimal, but I would need someone to spray it. And if your budget really ran out, we could go to Walmart and get you some rattle cans. We'll, we'll knock it out. It says in the ad that there is a wing and a bunch of other body panel parts and a bunch of aftermarket parts that he has that would come with it, a bunch of spare parts, and uh, I, and I quote, a huge battery. A heavy battery? Like a big I don't heavy, know. It just heavy, says heavy tr- it's tractor all in battery. caps and it has like three or four U's. I always love this. Huge. It says... There are Mark Threes in the area for six thousand or more. I always love when people put that in there. It's like, well, good for you. Okay, cool story, bro. Yours is twenty two hundred dollars, and it's got a blown up turbo right now. So, what what are you getting at? But I welcome to Craigslist. This is going to be a kind of a bold statement, but I never really loved the Mark Four Supra, the one that everybody lusts after so much. Jeez, <laughs> I don't. We I don't lost really, no audience members by that comment. I don't really get it. 
I, uh, they, I, they are a cool car. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm not saying they're dumb. No. But I don't understand the... Appeal. The romance behind it. Why is it such a a sought-after, like, held-up-on-a-pedestal halo car? The engine, I will completely agree with. That's a hell of an engine. Or could... It can't can be. can be. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but, yeah, the car itself, as I've gotten older, I've kind of definitely lost interest Falling in that. away from Absolutely. It. I would rather have... I would rather have a ridiculous Supra style Mark IV Supra style uh, drivetrain in the Lexus. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I, I think I might like the Mark III better than the Mark IV just based on looks alone. I like the Mark III. I like. I would. I wouldn't say I like it better, but I. It's not a bad looking. They are a very unloved platform. Oh, for sure. Yep. Apparently, that seven M GTE has some. Reliability issues. Yep. Apparently, oh. uh, they have some head lifting issues. Oh, I don't know how much truth there is to all of those things. Some and I don't know if uh, a good JB set of ARP that, head studs would fix that problem or not. Maybe this Ram Air Research already fixed that problem. I don't know. Hmm. But I've always wondered why these are such an unloved chassis. I don't know. They just seem like the redheaded stepchild of the Supra world. Definitely. Yeah, agreed. I don't know why, but yeah, definitely. I'm sure there's a reason, and I'm sure someone's on Facebook right now telling me. Which is fine. But uh, I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's not a bad one. I could drag race with it. I could go drifting with it. I could go autocrossing with it. I could do whatever I want with it. Fair enough. I like it. Boom. You're going to like mine, Michael, because we were actually talking about this before the show started. Yeah, no wonder you looked nervous. I noticed that you were (laughs) like, yeah. Oh, no, not that one. Yes, that is the one. This thirteen hundred dollar nineteen ninety five Nissan two forty SX that is beat to shit. I saw <laughs> I saw this and was afraid of it. Oh it is had the shit kicked out of it. Thirteen hundred dollars for a ninety five, even with drift tax. That means that's like a two hundred dollar car. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's been dallying this thing <laughs> forever. Yeah, how long has this been on here? Oh, I don't know how long. No, no, no. He says I've been dallying it for two years. Oh, he's been da- he's been dallying it. Daily, yes, of he's course. Been daily he's been dallying it for two years. Right. So, it's a 1995 240SX, similar to mine. Uh, clearly in much rougher shape. Uh, cons: cracked windshield. Uh, C's rear caliper. Ah. Uh, let's see. The driver's side rear hub is going out. Okay. Rust holes in the frame rail. You know, not a big deal. Nah, nah those are <laughs> not ideal. Your car doesn't have those? Who doesn't have rust in their frame rails? I thought that was factory. Yeah, a little bit of welding will fix Man, that. What, what the hell's happened to this car in the this last 20 years? Power since? steering leak, valve cover gasket it's leak. It's been drift missiled. And three different sets of, or types of rims. It okay. comes with three different sets? No, three different types. There's four. four oh, goodness. Four rims, three Wait. separate types. <laughs> That's that's a thing though. We don't, people we don't, do that. We don't know the offsets. We don't know the brands. We don't. Know we don't know what tires anything. are on them. We don't know anything. The cons. The pros. It comes with uh, two. There are three new tires. Okay. And two <laughs> two other new tires that aren't on the car. Ooh, that's not. So we have so it comes entirely with five helpful. new tires, but only three of them are mounted. Yep. Okay. That's our. This yep. math. <laughs> this math is hard. This man. We should meet this man. The R32 Skyline headlights, which I checked, they are. Those by are, the way, what? by the way, this car has no front bumper. What? The the front license plate looks like it's held on with zip, zip ties. ties. Well, it is a 240. That's, that's the, true. That's, that's that's how you mount those officially. Yeah. Yep. So th- th- those are headlights that are not made for that car that s- don't look as bad as I expected them to. Yeah, they're the projector headlights that you could sell for like $250. 
which I thought about doing, but didn't go that route. And it's, by the way, this car is matte black. Rattle can. Rattle matte can. Black. Yep. So let's finish <laughs> this it, off real is quick. Is it Plasti Dip? I don't know. It doesn't say. It's got a, it was converted from automatic to a manual. It's got a new flywheel out of a D21 pickup. I don't know if that was a thing. I honestly couldn't tell you if that bolts in. It does say it can handle up to 500 horsepower, but I don't think that's going to be a particular concern in this case. I'm arguably a 240SX expert, and I couldn't tell you if that clutch is true and if that even mates up to that engine. But why, if, if, so, like, okay, you're going to put a flywheel, I'm having a hard time with this guy right now. If you're going to put a flywheel in a car, are you like, I want one out of a pickup? But and then you tell well, people it's out of a pickup. It's a pickup. It's heavier duty. Oh well, just shit. automatically. It's, 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 oh, sorry, sorry. I, it's got to be heavier, I would imagine. I I, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, it probably does. It's probably exactly heavier. Didn't right? people exactly. always say the KA is a truck motor? I don't know. It's being, I think that's what people always motor, like make opinion. fun of. That the the KA is just a motor out of a truck. Oh, maybe maybe it is the KA. So maybe that's the KA truck. No. That's probably the truck that that motor came in. Don't know. Fun. Okay. What else? Then he finishes off with definitely some work, but that's what the 240 life is about <laughs> and why it's so cheap. <laughs> so you don't sell it to non 240, you know, people like, hey, guess what? These cars are a lot of fucking work. Yep. So he needs cash to get to Washington. It's got 150,000 miles. Why does he need cash to get to Washington? I he know. needs to get the fuck away from fuck that car. Away. That's so. I walk over to his house. I hand him $1,300 cash and I drive this car home. And then comes the mod list. And Robbie did a Robbie, being an because, overachiever. Well, and Rob, this is this is his car, so of course he has these. I, I mean, the last like five years of his life has been spent specking ten, this ten car years, out. Ten years. Ten years. Okay. So anyway, so, what do you got over there? So for the record, this is my drift build car. I actually have another car. This is your drift missile for sure. My drift missile. Because if you run this into something, it doesn't really matter. No, you will not damage its value. You will not. No one will notice if you run it into a wall. You have to spray paint this over it. This is what happens fine. when you spend too much time drifting in Walmart parking lots. Yeah, I don't think that guy has ever been on a racetrack. Oh, God, no. They it's not, not part of might, the 240 life. They might not let him. Speaking of, this guy You can't take your dally sure. on a track. You That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Okay, so we'll start this off. Car. Thir- what was it? Thirteen. $1,300. Oh, shit. My budget's much bigger. I have sixteen hundred dollars on here. <laughs> All right, for the car? Yeah. No, I think this is the the same one, and it came down. He's at thirteen hundred now. Oh, when I did because I looked this car up earlier this week, and I think that okay. this was because I was talking about a sixteen hundred dollar two forty before we started the show. Oh, and it was all clapped out in a piece of shit, and I didn't pick it for that reason. I think right, that's well, the same car. The price has changed since I did this. So, so six, oh, well, you have three hundred dollars for three hundred extra ancillaries. All right, so thirteen hundred dollars for the car. We'd start by welding the diff, obviously. Free. Fair enough. Free. Arguably free. Then I, w- I went to eBay and I found these. I've got a welder. Off-brand BR coilovers. Hell yeah! For two hundred ninety dollars. Damn son, because it's a drift. It's <laughs> gonna ride like shit. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know that I'd even put those on my junk car. Two hundred ninety dollars. What's the worst that's gonna happen? Nothing. They're fully adjustable. Hell yeah, they I'm are. Sure they are. I can Fuck make it, them, dude. We should get some of them. I can dude. make them. I can make it soft enough to drive on the streets. This should be the official ten tenths car. It should be. We just take a small chunk of our tax return and all buy this and then do Robbie's mod list and then see how fucking awful it is. Well, then here's where I get somewhat responsible. I got front and rear rotors and pads for 170 Hell yeah. Front and rear hubs for 290 Okay. That's a lot of money for... Hubs? Complete, complete hubs aren't wheel, you? wheel bearing hubs. Oh, it's a whole thing. The whole Not thing. the bearing, the whole deal. The whole thing. All right, fair enough. So we got a okay. full set of those. An off-brand racing seat that I found in Chicago's Craigslist for 160 Okay. 
they're fixed back seats, not even the cheap recliner. Gotta have those. Uh, seat brackets for sixty five, harnesses for seventy, and a valve cover gasket for ten dollars. Okay. At that price, I was in this completely for two thousand six hundred fifty five dollars, and we're going drifting. So you have twenty three hundred dollars left, or you were at twenty three hundred with the price change. Uh huh. So you have another it's about six hundred six hundred dollars to spend on drift entries or other broken things. Yes, and stuff and stuff. How many wheels? No, you only got four wheels, four right? Four wheels. Maybe you could find some shitty wheels to. I could. And some shitty they're, tires. They're, they're I think $600 would buy you a lot of factory steelies. Oh, there you go. Yeah. On Craigslist. There you, you go. Get, you'd probably get a set for 100 bucks. Yeah. Hell yeah. So this is my drift build for $2,300. Maybe you should do this, Robbie. I don't have $2,300 to spend on a drift build. You do if you use your adult fund. Nah, I got houses to buy. That's no fun. Trust me, it's a trap. All right, so... <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, you saw what happened to my fence. If anybody's <laughs> yeah, curious, we, we had a really bad storm here in Des Moines a couple days ago because our weather here is really fucking weird. And it literally just blew my fence down. Just blew it over. Into the neighbor's yard. Onto his pile of trash and shit that he has in his yard. So now I gotta look at his fucking yard. And I'm not I, really it was hailing it. for a little while in yep. Nevada and I was like running around the house pumped about it because I was like daddy's <laughs> getting a new roof and a new truck. Nothing. Not a thing. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it was really small. It wasn't bad enough. It's like pea-sized hail. I was, I was pumped. Me and Logan were jumping around the house. We were pumped about it. He was pumped. He didn't know why but we were pumped. Everybody else is excited so I'm excited. It's all good. Alright. And then since I decided to do a drift build my next one Autocross build. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Another build for the same car? No. Different, oh, different okay. car. Different okay. Rob, Rob is doing had, what Robbie does, which I had, is I thought for a second that he had built this car multiple ways nope. with the budget. That would have been funnier, but yeah. Two two cars, two builds. Okay. And I decided what's the cheapest way I could get an FTD car? Fastest fastest car I could get for $2,950. Okay. So I've already gonna, seen it, and I'm already so disappointed in you. you yeah, exactly. 91 Miata. You recognize Thousand. this Miata. Uh, oh, wait a second. It's not for sale anymore. Uh, as of right now, that that is still live. It's still live. I'll give you that. But I messaged this kid myself All right. last week, and he never replied to me. Okay, well, this is still live. I'm giving you that. On Craigslist. So wait wait a minute. Yes. Do we know the yes, previous owner do. of this car? Yes, okay. we do. This, this is, is Josh Venice's old Miata. That really sucks that... Josh yeah, was going to try and yeah. buy it back. Anyways. And, yeah, so anyway. He was selling this 1991 Mazda Miata that we know. Oh, he's going to be so pumped about this. <laughs> you can buy it for $1,000. Okay. And it doesn't start because he claims it's a coil coil pack issue. One coil has caused the whole thing not to start. Well, Miatas don't have one coil. They have like a pack. That, that one That one does. does that one's co- he, can I grab Josh that one? converted it to coil on plug. Oh, shoot. So we're buying this from a moron. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so that would kind of change my. Well, whatever. Direction. Just continue. Whatever. It's fine. Just we didn't know you that. didn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Mazda Miata, thousand dollars. Okay. Coil pack, ninety dollars. Okay. I think that's breaking still, the which is not I, I is still, not what's wrong with this car, but yeah, yeah, that's where we start. We're assuming that's what's right, or that's what's actually wrong with it. Right. I then hold on. Purchase fifteen by eight F one R. Gold chrome rims gold for four hundred and ninety dollars. Where are these four hundred and ninety dollar gold? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm blind. They're wonderful. <laughs> They're new. So on wait, eBay, wait I should. No, I wonder what offset those are. Maybe those will fit the Omni. Dude, you should plus, put those on plus, the Omni. They're plus zero. I have a. I have a lot I don't of think questions. That would work at all. I have a lot Omni. of questions. 
did you look for gold rims or yes you did you were just going full yes well what looks full better? moron into the, this head first <laughs> yes <laughs> all right all right so i have a maroon they're Miata. 15 by eights by the way 15 by eight gold rims for my maroon they're, and Miata. when we say gold they're they're chrome gold they're not subaru gold no. they're shiny gold they're this like is from donald nugget. this is from donald trump's personal collection gold Yes. Ooh, that's a yeah. I should totally exactly get those and put is. Trump stickers on the spokes. Oh, like their Volk wheels, <laughs> like their Volks. Do it, fucking do it. They're not the right offsetter. I would seriously. Oh, let's see if we can it. find them I'll, though, because that would be hilarious. Because they're they're what are they? They're they six spokes. Like they're fake T E thirty seven. Dude, if you put a Trump sticker on one of those instead yeah, of Volk, T E thirty would be the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. So that would anyway, go great with the hater lip. Oh fuck. Ugh. All right, so All right. R- rims four ninety shipped. <laughs> so I also went with the uh, Hoosier A seven takeoffs that you can get from <laughs> JB Racing. Okay, I couldn't get a price. I couldn't remember off the top of my head because I do have a set of those, and I think roughly four hundred fifty dollars. Okay, so I four hundred fifty dollars for tires. Okay, I know for a fact in a fifteen inch variety you can do way better than that. Okay, but we'll roll with it. We're just gonna roll with it. Four hundred fifty dollars tires. I also found another set of BR coilovers for three hundred and thirty dollars. Hell yeah! <laughs> BR's then, getting a lot of business off of this. Since deal. I had a, a, a few more dollars left, I got a flat bottom Dragonfire racing steering wheel for ninety. What is a Dragonfire racing? Some off brand I found. Does it on have eBay. dragons on it? <laughs> no, nah, you're wasting my time. I don't think I would dragon. even do that. I well, would be afraid that that steering wheel is going to break in my hands. I'd be. It's better than what he's got on it now. Oh, that's right. It had he put a different steering wheel on it to didn't sell he? it. When Josh bought it, it had the stock steering wheel. Or when Josh sold it, it had the stock steering wheel in it, I think. Are they giant or something? He's got this ugly oh, giant. Oh, God. God. Ian would be all about that. Right. That white? Yeah, that's white. Just dude, like why Ian's wouldn't Fiesta. you run that, dude? All I can with think about With the gold is, wheels? Nah, are you that, kidding me? Nah, that is where it's at, You know dude. what? I think I might be with Michael on this one. Dude, you have to run that steering wheel. I huh? think I'm with Michael. Right, you just saved me $95. Yeah, you're wasting my time if you don't run that. And actually, what you need to do is you need to figure out how to, like, They've got the shiny plastic dip now. You should plastic dip the center of that gold. I could do that. That'd be easy. So, this to- this <laughs> God, total so tacky total autocross build since we took away my wheel is twenty three hundred and fifty dollars. So you got leftover money left for broken money stuff to fix whatever's not truly wrong. You got way more than a year's worth of autocross entries. Yep. That's got a, that's got the the limited slip out of an NB in it. Yep. That's uh, the one point actually swap. that car is already on coilovers. Oh, I, I assume that this guy knew what he was talking about and that there was no coilovers. Well, unless he's changed it, it I, had I, coilovers I had, on it. I couldn't go off of previous I understand knowledge. That. I had to assume I understand that, that he changed it. Yeah, we have insider knowledge on this one, so it is a little bit cheater. But I wouldn't be surprised if the is it just me or is right? there no carpet in that car anymore? Yeah, what has happened to this car in such a short amount? Oh of no, time? that's just he had the door open. It's got it? a roll bar. That's the roll bar it had before. Yeah, it used to be white. Why do people do that? That was going to be one of my rants. Why do people cover their license plate with their fingers? Because you're malicious and you're going to call a towing company and say, look for... I have no idea. I I, I literally Everyone have thought it. about this. I, I don't know. But the problem is, every time somebody does it, is they're taking a picture of their car, and then they put their thumb in front of the license plate, and then their camera like migrates to, to <laughs> not even looking at the car anymore so that they can cover... <laughs> The license plate with their... Like, look at this picture. What are we looking at? Yeah, his finger. We're missing part of the rear quarter, and he's covering up... The other light. The other, the other side with his hand entirely. 
He could have just well put his fist in front of the camera and just taken a picture of his fist. We would have gotten as much out of it. The as same that information. Picture. The other thing, since we're on Craigslist rants, a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> first of all, if the car has an engine, spell check. Well, spell check. If the car has an engine, you should maybe take a picture of it, especially if you talk about it. If it has an interior, take a picture of that if as well. It, yeah, if it has an inside, maybe you should take a picture of that as well. Because that's the thing that really pisses me off. People say, oh, it's blah, 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 swapped, or I've put cold air intake, and then no pictures. It's like, well... We don't know that, liar. You're wasting my time. It pisses me off. I understand. I'm with you. It's really annoying. Like, stupid, like, people on Craigslist. That's what uh, I have to say. Don't put cars on Craigslist without a price. Yeah, don't say, testing the waters, make me an offer, and then get offended when I make you an offer. Yeah. I know what it's worth. Make me an offer. Well, I'm not really sure what it's worth, so I have $2,900. Give me, give me a place to start <laughs> so I can, like... Yeah, especially on a car that like that Ranger you sent when yeah. it's in pieces. I found a Ranger that somebody was partway through swapping a 2.3 liter turbo motor into. And I was like, he, he it literally said, I know what this is worth. Make me an offer willing to trade. And I was I, I debated with myself on whether I should text him and just flat out say, hey, I got $2,950. Will you take it? <laughs> Problem is, if he would have said yes, then you would have had to like block him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never mind. JK, guys. JK. It's for a bit on a show. Listen to Ted Tens podcast. Thanks. Was that it? That's what was that Del Slow that you had there? I had a Del Sol with an, another autocross build, but it's really nothing. $1,500 Del Slow? The, yeah, the Del Sol was too expensive, and the build racked up to three twenty nine hundred real fast, and it was worthless. Oh, fair enough. It was kind of a back pocket thing in case you guys both picked the same cars as I did, even though I figured you wouldn't. How funny would those rims be on the Omni? You should think about it. Dude, it's a zero offset, which means... It won't work. You could find, It won't work? I'll bet no. there's di- different offsets. There has to be a company like that. They what do you need for an offset? Uh, it was like... A, I know I found one person who told me their, their offsets on their 15 by 7s. Uh, and he has... Um, so, E.T., as as an offset, like what is he has an ET and then a number? Is that plus or is that negative or positive? What's the number? Thirty seven in the front, twenty eight in the rear. Are you looking it up, Robbie? I've seen people list them that way. I don't know what it means. You can get XXRs for three hundred eight dollars in that size. Oh wait, no, not t- plus twenty one. So we're close. I'll <laughs> I'll find you some gold rims. Don't worry. <laughs> Robbie's all about it. Gonna get on top of it. <laughs> Robbie's gonna be distracted on the news. That's another thing we don't know. ET. It's like the P on the passenger tires. I don't know about ET. I've oh, never I heard that. Speaking of that, I looked. Uh, I looked on my van at work, and it has LT on it for light truck. Light truck. Yeah. Makes sense, I guess. So that is really a thing. I ah. just. Ian was right about it. When would you need? Like, I th- I think I know a truck tire when I see it. You know what I mean? Is it a weight thing? Is it specifically a yeah, weight designation? Yeah, it's a, it's a weight. Number. But they've got um they've got that it's like a ninety seven W that tells you that tells you weight. There's like another designation number, I can't remember what it's called, load capacity or something. I don't know. So I don't know why you need to know like what it's for. I don't have a good reason for it. I don't know. Tires are a mystery. I don't know. Is Should our... we do the news? Let's do the news. Let's do the news presented by Titan Fuel Tanks. Hell yeah. Titan what do we got, Robbie? So GM is exiting the European market by selling Opel and 
Voxel. It was in the bit that we did last week, Robbie. <laughs> I, I, I don't both know. Of these, both of these words were in the bit from last so week. Because I guessed Opal and was wrong. Oh, well, they're selling Opal and Voxel to PSA. Which is Peugeot. 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 It's French. Puget. So they're... So GM... So the real kicker on this is GM is selling these two entities to Peugeot so that they get out of the European market, but they've said that they want to sm- they want to sell Chevrolet in small quantities still. So like they'll sell like 13 Camaros right. a year? Well, yeah, or 13 little, some little small Chevy car. Yeah, I was going to say Cruises and Sonics, because that's what the European market buys. Yeah. So I don't understand this move in the slightest. Connects. The thing that's weird about this is that I feel like Ford has had a lot of success with condensing the number of vehicles that they make and making a global brand. I think that's the way they all should be at this point. So why would GM decide we're going to exit the European market, we're going to sell a thousand whatevers a year there, whatever it is they think they're going to sell there, because these two entities are not making money because they're too costly. Because what's going to happen is Peugeot, and they've said this, is that they're going to condense their lines so that they make fewer cars so that they become a more, you know, kind of global brand, I guess, in some ways. So why isn't GM doing the same thing? If it's not working to have these cars separate entities from what they're selling in the United States or what they're selling in Asia, why would you sell them off? Why wouldn't you just keep them and condense your lineup globally so that you only make one small car and you sell the Atom in the United States too? And then you make well, one, you know you make one thing that's cruise sized and you sell that throughout all the countries and you make I just don't understand that. Aren't a lot of the Buicks, Vauxhalls or Opals? Yeah, like the Insignia. So the Insignia is a Regal. So does that mean they're going to have to redo all those? That's the are other they thing. They have I don't. to kill them because well, they already are cross platforming to some extent. Right. So the vehicles that share either Opal or Vauxhalls, whichever ones they are, are those going to have to die off with this sale? Or is the Regal dead? Or they keep them until the refresh. You know, they got some agreement that says we can keep it. We can continue to produce it until the refresh, and then we got to do something different. But then again, you're redesigning a car for now a smaller market. See how that doesn't make any sense? Yeah. So your 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 potential profitability from a design is smaller right off the bat. I don't under this seems really odd to me, especially when you've got Ford, who I think has done a really really good job. Of making a global platform and make and and selling those cars in both European and U- U.S. markets, like the Fiesta, which I understand is slightly different in Europe, but it's based on the same platform. I think Ford's advantage is that they're just Ford. No matter where they are, yeah, oh, they're sure. selling you yeah. selling it to yeah. you in Europe or America or Australia or Japan, they're just Ford. Whereas GM is a different thing in each one of those markets. And that makes it too difficult. Like, can they just kill Opals and it's, and Vauxhalls and just sell Chevrolets and Buicks? Maybe. I don't know what their reputation is. I don't think they have a good reputation in Europe. I think, See, I think, I think, I think Vauxhalls that they could come have, back. They could have just kept the names. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But sold the same car. Oh, yeah. I agree with that 100%. Because they've kind of already worked themselves into a corner there. They're kind of stuck with what they've got there. Whereas Ford was smart enough a million years ago not to do that. Yeah. And I think that people used to really dislike Opel and Vauxhall in Europe. But now it's changed so that they're making decent cars. I think the Insignia is a quite popular car over there. Yeah, I think so too. So 
Why they not? Have a couple things we don't get too, don't they? I wish we got what they got. What is the Atom? It's a little tiny car. Like a it's spark? not like. Yeah, but less terrible and. Well, that's not hard. Right. That's the, we should get the Atom instead of the Spark. See, that's they the should thing sell I the Atom as a Spark here. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take a car that is like a cool little mini city car thing that looks actually appealing in some way and say, no, I don't want to sell that in America. Let's completely design something different, call it the Spark, and have it be complete garbage. And make it really, really bad looking. Let's make it taller than it is wide. Because that's, that's what it looks that like when you safe. look at it. It does. It, it is. Really it does. looks taller than. And like you get inside, and you're like your shoulders are all bunched up because you got no space. The Sonic is the better of those two. Yeah, I don't I understand why they make both though. The Spark and the Sonic. Why? Why is there not just one? One's one inch shorter than the other one. I have, I have no idea. So the same thing. It's appealing to the same market. Yeah, as far as like from a market perspective they're the same thing so why sell you're competing with yourself for your own vehicle sales yeah yeah this see this is gm's problem they they are both really good and really bad at bad engineering they've done so many good things in the last few years but they still have a couple of really really dumb strategies yep they need to consolidate the number of cars they make globally they need to, I don't, you know, I don't care if they keep the Voxel and Opal. I mean, now they're not going to. If they kept those names and just changed the badge. But I think there's still like this whole hang up about badge engineering, which is what that would be. But it's for a different market. So, you know. Doesn't really But it's matter. not like in the early 2000s where your Pontiac, your Oldsmobile, your 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 uh, Chevrolet. GMC. It, it was all the same thing. It was the same car. Like a Grand Am was four different cars. Yeah. It was a Monte Carlo. It was a Grand Am. Yeah, or what? Or Grand Prix was a Monte Carlo. Was or a Grand Prix? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And 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 so they got accused of. Well, that's why you went bankrupt is because you just took the same car and sold it four different ways, and you made the market really cloudy, and you had too many brands and blah blah blah. Okay, so inside of market, that's absolutely true. I, I agree. But Opal and and, and uh, Chevrolet Vauxhall don't or, yeah. don't compete in the same markets as Chevrolet and Buick. Agreed. Agreed, hundred percent. That's they just just do what Ford did and condense. If it's just, not profitable, it's your own fault. That's kind of how I'm at with it, because they said they've lost. It's like an insane amount of money. I don't know if it's like nine billion or something. Nine billion over six years or something like that. And they yeah. were hoping this year to break even, and they didn't, or this past year. And so they're selling it to Peugeot now. Yeah, they're selling a company they've had for ninety years Jeez. for a short term for a four and a half billion dollar sale and a short term game. Right, but they're only getting one point nine billion dollars in actual revenue from it right. because they have. Uh, pension and retirement plans that they still are obligated to pay. Yes. So they're going to get four or four point five billion. But the sale is, but they have to give Peugeot two or two and a half billion. So they're really only getting one point nine billion. It's just yes. kind of stupid. Like I don't, I don't get it. I feel, I really feel like, like if you watch Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson, like at the beginning he hates Foxalls and they're terrible. But the end, they're like kind of making good cars now and they're kind of slightly annoyed like oh you know it's a joke so it's like well if Top Gear likes them I mean they must be making a decent car now so yeah it must feel alright it must not be the worst thing in the world right so because they tend to be real picky about some oh, really yeah. weird stuff yep so why not just take that car and sell it in the United States and so I don't have to buy a cruise not that I'm buying a cruise but you know what I mean yeah so, sell those cars here you know 
doesn't seem like that difficult of a strategy. Me we and Dan, say that all me, the time. Me though. and Dan the man didn't get a chance to sit down and talk about these things. You know, <laughs> should I really had when a I was burger? At Chicago. I know is what you should have done. You yeah. should have said Dan. Dan the man. I've got a plan. Take me out in your ZL one. I'll tell you about my plan. Dan the man, I've got your plan. Yep. Who can say no to that? Exactly. It's a great pitch. I think that's all I had to say about that. I just thought it was silly. Yeah, I agree. All right, so Ferrari is being accused of knowingly rolling back the mileage on a La Ferrari to zero to increase its resale value. I'm being sued. There, there's, no, a yeah, there's a lawsuit pending. Uh, supposedly, the story goes, allegedly, in the lawsuit, they're saying that a tech knowingly used a tool. Uh, what was the name of that tool? Was all right, D's, so I can just read the D's lawsuit tester? Real quick Yeah, go ahead. So on about October 22 of last year, or 2015, one of the defendant's technicians utilized a DEES tester device to reset the odometer on this man's 2015 Ferrari LaFerrari to zero. Um, basically, what you have to do to, in order to do this, the, uh, the McMillan, the guy that owned the Ferrari, paid the technician cash. The guy came to his house, logged into the Ferrari network, which you have to log into and get permission to use this tester from Ferrari North from America. From Ferrari North America, even just to do it. So the reason it's a lawsuit is because this technician logged in, got permission from Ferrari North America to bring it down to zero. And apparently he was on the phone with them, allegedly, when he did it. Correct. So that they knew exactly what he was doing. So the bigger concern is, can you trust the mileage on a Ferrari at all that's been serviced at a authorized Ferrari dealer? Or is there a way, <clears throat> in general, to change the mileage on a Ferrari? Yes, because I, in general, most vehicles you cannot. You can always go up. You cannot go down. Yeah, a lot of that was when they talk about like replacement clusters or something's gone wrong. There was you know approvals you had to go through, or it had to be done before sixty miles, or these are other manufacturers, or you know you could you could always change it up. Yep. You know there are different parameters for different manufacturers and things like that. There's a, there's a bunch of paperwork, and you have to like follow a certain set of yeah. stipulations so that if you know insurance companies or whoever comes after you and says that mileage is discrepant you go no the cluster was broken i brought it in this got fixed on this date yep. with this documentation to prove we were exactly at the mileage it's supposed to be and uh, i think lamborghini each tech has their own number and they yeah. have to imprint it on the on the pcm in the lamborghini lamborghini you have to you log into a server that lamborghini has and it gives you a password to get in there and then you you have an individual ID tag, and it says this person was here on this day and made these changes, and that ECU won't let won't let that car run until those logs have been updated, and and you log out. So I, even with the like cars as old as like the two forty SX, I bought it. The gauge didn't none, none of the gauges worked, and mm-hmm. like the speedometer wouldn't work anything like that. So I bought it it had like 128,000 miles i found a cluster with like 60,000 miles i'm like all right not a big or no the first one i bought was like 190 so i bought it real cheap yep put it in my car then tried to roll it back just to get it down to 128 you can't roll them backwards they break okay so threw that one away ordered another one that was at 60,000 miles then went in with a pick, and I moved it up from 60,000 uh, to 128. Okay. So I had the exact same mileage on my car, So and now it still works. But even then, you're you're damaging it but to get it to roll faster, unless you can hook it up. Gotcha. So. That's your experience with odometers? Basically. Okay. But they, they were pretty clear on saying that 
at this point in time, nothing has been proven. Well, it's a lawsuit, so it has to go through right. court. Yep. So I know the article I was reading, that guy had reached out to a number of Ferrari service centers, a number of Ferrari techs, and none of them would comment on any of it. They basically told him, uh, one told him no. to get One told him to get stuffed. Yeah. Which is, I think would be the exact correct response in this scenario. Yeah, at this point. To protect sure. your ass. Oh, yeah, Until yeah. Until this definitely. lawsuit is solved, you're, the correct response is, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, they, they said that even if you... Say, say for some reason Michael owns a Ferrari and he he's concerned that his odometer is not right. You, even if the odometer on the cluster says 500 miles, you should be able to go into the transmission's log and it'll tell you exactly how long that car has been in every single gear. And you can which add is a weird thing together. to I'm surprised to keep. Yeah, I'm surprised that they have. I mean, it's 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 a good thing. I mean, then you know exactly what you're getting into if you went that deep into looking into a car before you bought it, but yeah. Yeah. So a hell of a log. So let's pretend for a second that this turns out to be true, that the, the person who has sued them wins. Yeah. And that Ferrari has been proven that they have lied on at least this odometer. Reading. There was, there was a case where they may have lied on another one too. They said, how much do you, th- if you own a law Ferrari, especially one that you had purchased with the ex- like second hand with the expressed reason of it being a low mileage specimen that you think you could make a dime on in 10 years would you be losing your goddamn mind yeah i'd be i'd be furiously pissed yeah, be there'd be a, there'd be for sure be another lawsuit yeah they'll, they'll for damages yep because even even if your car hasn't been tampered with the credibility of it is ruined yeah, you would have to I go would think in. that this will permanently even if they even if they do get proven innocent, I would think that this at some level will permanently damage the the credibility of that car. Oh, absolutely. Like this it's for lack of a better term, but like you could go like if someone gets like sports like Baylor. Baylor University right now is going through a lawsuit because of sexual assault. Name like if anyone says Baylor to you, what's your first thought? Sexual assault. Even if it's not true, which I would argue I think it is. But anyways, if you think if it turns out that it's not true and all this all this allegations are false, you will not look at Baylor the same moving forward. Everyone will think of that lawsuit. Yesterday when I was driving down the interstate, I saw a guy with a bunch of Penn State stickers on the back what's of his the vehicle. Fir- what's the first thing yeah. you think? I'm not even a sports person. For the most part, couldn't care less about any of it. First thing I thought Jerry of. Jerry Sandusky. Yep. yep. Exactly. So their reputation is going to be damaged by this no matter what. So I wonder what that'll do to prices of those ki- of the of the cars that could have been messed with, could I, have been tampered. I think they're. I'm sure they'll go down a little, but I think that the documentation is going to go up. So say I have a LaFerrari and I want to sell it, I'm going to go to the tech, I'm going to have them pull the ECU files, and I'm going to have a stack of paperwork that says this and is add exactly up, add up all these miles. This is exactly of these what gears. I have, and this I think that's that's done. what they're going to have to do. I think. Yep, definitely. I find it interesting that, I mean, we all know Ferrari protects their brand and their heritage very closely. You know, it's, it's, yeah. But I, I mean, I see the gain to Ferrari from for doing this. You know, okay, so they get the publicity anytime a La Ferrari f- sells, and let's say you know this one sells for whatever, pick a number, some three million, whatever. three million versus two million because it's got six miles on it or whatever. They're trying to prove. You know, that's better publicity for Ferrari. But I just don't... They seem a little bit... 
out of control if it's true. You know what I mean? Like, just is it that important to the company if the car sells for that much more money? I mean, I, but I'm not surprised though. Like, it seems like something Ferrari would do. I, th- I think that's the biggest thing is that when people come out and say Ferrari did this, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I can see that. Totally." Well, they cheat on they cheat on their press cars. Right, that's been proven. It's been proven time and time again. They cheat on the horsepower outputs of their test cars. They in general, they want if you're doing track tests. Allegedly, they they come out and they want to know what track you're going to do so they can set the car up. Yep. To whatever as you know, as far as they can. So I, yeah, I couldn't. See, it fits with the personality of the company, unfortunately, and you know, hopefully, it's not true. But nobody's going to be surprised if it is. Yeah. Moving on, and. Alpine is back with their new A110, and Adam's pretty excited about it. I am excited about this thing because it's rad looking. I know that you're just like, oh, yeah, cool Celica. It's a pretty dope, dope rad like a 1990s Celica. Hell yeah. I bet you get one of those for like 1200 bucks. Yeah, you could. Actually, I found one. You find your user tax refund on that. I found one, but I could only find. I actually kind of thought it was cool, so I was into it and was looking for other ones. I could only find NA ones within uh, my price range, and I wasn't into that. No. So, Anyways. but anyway. Um, I like that this is a very light and fairly powerful car. It is 2,381 pounds or 1,080 kilos. No, we're not not doing that. We're not doing kilos? Totally pounds. Pounds? Because we're this, American. This America. America. We're American. Can't yeah. hear you over the sound of my freedom. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no comment. So many and it's offended got, international listeners. <laughs> and it's got 252 horsepower to go with that lack of weight. Which is, that's a pretty good power That's rate. pretty sizable. So yeah, I think this is right in there with like 4C territory, isn't it? Yeah, that's their direct competitor. Yep. And that the, and like the Cayman. a Cayman. Yep. But I would, yep. you know, Porsche feelings aside, I would take this over a Cayman. And it's going to be way cheaper. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like yeah. stupidly cheaper. It's supposed to be cheaper than the, the yeah, 4C. Like, if, is it really? If we actually get it. Well, we're talking about like few thousand dollars. Yeah, this, not, is, 55, not, uh, not, this is 55 and an Alpha 60 type not of deal. Not 40. Thousand like a Cayman, I got you. forty thousand. Forty thousand more? Yeah, like a hundred grand. Yeah. Well, you can option them out to. Who cares about the Porsche? Let's talk about this. Alpine. Well, I understand that, but so I don't know. I just I like the I like the lighter, slightly less powered vehicle. It's very Elise esque. Yep. Yeah, you can good. only get it in an automatic though. It's got the. Uh, but I assume it's double clutch. It is yes, dual clutch. Dual yeah. clutch pedal. That's shift. just kind of the. That's the way just it's kind going. of the thing I have to live with. It's aluminum. Aluminum, which is why I don't like it, because the 4C is made of carbon the fiber. The 4C yeah, is, ca- is a lot of carbon fiber, Robbie. It's got so, a carbon fiber tub. This, this is You could fix this one if you wreck it, whereas the carbon fiber tub... Yeah, I bet your insurance on this creek. is cheaper. has to be. Oh, God, yes. So which one, Michael, would you choose between the two? The 4C? I'd, I would probably choose the Alpine, because when I saw the 4C this year, it was looking old. I think it just I'd still take the four C. It just oh, yeah, didn't, the 4C is it just didn't look as good. You know what I mean? It just kind of looked old. It's got a stupid radio in it. Things like that doesn't bother me though. I don't know why that just doesn't bother me. I think I, I think the experience of the four C is probably a better better car, and I I think I'd still take the four C. I don't know. There's and, there's something about the Alpine's rear end that like. From the door back, they could have done. I think they could have been done that differently. I don't know. I couldn't tell better. you. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you how. You're not a designer. I'm not a designer, and I'm not an artist. But I, for some reason, when I look, I'm like, it looks like a. Should, looks like an A7 on the, on the back. Yeah, something should be done different. That picture they took there, looking under Lopnik. 
Yeah. But uh, mid-engined as opposed to rear-engined. Yep. It's a, it, it is a neat car. I won't. I won't was the original one rear-engined? Yes, it was. Oh, really? I would yep. never have guessed that. I would have assumed mid as well. So, I hope to take it racing. Be sweet to see a uh, you know a GT3 spec or yeah. well not GT3 probably but GT whatever a, a GT something or another spec out there you know mixing it up with I don't know probably not Miatas but maybe other Caymans and stuff like that something that Alpha I don't think is ever going to do with their car which is a crying shame yeah. so it'd be cool if Alpine did yeah, it'd be cool if Alpine came to this like sold it if we here. actually get one yes that'd be awesome yeah that's probably. I'd be Less more excited. Likely. We'll see. Who knows? They had a hard enough they, time getting Are the they a standalone here. brand or is this like owned by Peugeot or something like that? Do we know? I don't think we know. Do you have that information, Rami? I don't at the moment. How strong is your Google foo? This is bad radio. Uh, Renault. It's owned by Renault. Okay. It is a, it's a owned subsidiary of Renault. So Nissan. It it was at one point. I couldn't I can't confirm if it was currently. It's it a was. Nissan, Robbie. That's cool. Well now he has to have it. Yeah. Now you gotta change your answer, bro. It, oh sorry. It's yeah, its parent company is Renault. And Fair enough. no, it's an Alpha 4C. I would rather. still. Oh yeah, absolutely. Carbon fiber, all the things. Yeah, I, I, I think it looks better. Really? I do. I don't I, I, I can see where you would say that it looks dated when it's parked next to a Julia. But I think if you parked those two vehicles next to each other, the Alpine and the 4C, you parked them next to each other, I don't think it would look dated compared to that. I think it just looked or old. Or next to old a Cayman. You've, you've, probably old seen it, sad. you've probably seen it so many times I've seen it since too. it was a concept car, and it just looks old and right. sad now. Well, it's kind of like how we are with the GTR now. It's got a stupid steering wheel. Ah. I'm over it. It's whatever. The steering wheel of the Alpha is very funky. Yeah, it's got a weird steering wheel. It looks smushed. Silly. It's sad, and it, like I said, it's got a dumb radio, and it's got really bad HVAC controls. They're like knobs and stuff. So it's like it's like I the nineties. It's like I the nineties like on the inside. Knobs is what I'm all about. Nineties on the inside. That's why I like it. In it's, your sixty thousand dollar car. It's yes, 90s that weighs more. Fiber. That weighs more than the Alpine. Yeah, that's what's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I can't. Defend, I can't defend be, the Italians anymore on that car. It's the Alpine not quite should right. be significantly cheaper because it's not carbon fiber, though. Yes. Like, we should be looking at a $40,000 car for that to me. But it's faster. So? It makes more power. It's lighter. Value for money. Miatas are faster than FRSs and cheaper. That's why you should get a Miata. That's the answer. You heard that here first, folks. <laughs> That's all I'm saying about that. What else you got, Robbie? All right, we'll finish this off with the Good Samaritan Racer is giving back. How's he giving back, Robbie? He has started, for lack of a better term, a school... Okay. Where people can come into his shop and he teaches them how to do mechanics things, restoration and hot rod type stuff. Basically, so you know, you could. It doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your experience. You show up on, I think it's Tuesdays from six to eight, or Thursdays from six to eight, and Sundays for a few hours. And you just show up, you work on cars, he teaches you for free. I would totally go. Maybe not every week, but I would I would definitely show up from time to time just for the experience. Yep, and this is in Bristol. It's not local to us, which is too bad. So a couple things. Uh, Todd sent us this in an email, so thank you, Todd. Yep, thank you. For Listener sending us this out. information. Uh, the, guy, the guy's name is Kevin Masters. Uh, he has one of the largest collections of willies in the country, oh, which probably means in the world. Which is neat. Oh, I would think that's a safe thing to assume. I For some reason, when I was... 
like a kid when I was young, you know, probably like 12 or so, I thought the Willys was like the coolest fucking thing ever. They make a rad gasser. Yeah. Rasser, or gassers and they hot rods. They make really cool and, street rods too. Yeah. Like just slam them down and, and the whole street rod look. They yep. look really good there too. Real ones though, Robbie, not fiberglass Not fiberglass ones. fake Those ones. are kid I cars. I understand. Those They're don't not, belong to good don't, guys. Just don't bring that crap to good guys, Robbie. That, that was made in 2005. It's not... It's I'll not kick you out. 19, I will kick you out personally. When I become president of good guys, all those guys are going to be gone. That's they fine. should put us at the gate. I'll just go up to everybody's car. Out. Get, get out of line. Out of line. <laughs> He's out there with a magnet. Nope. Yep. Nope. 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 Is this nope. aluminum? Nope. Doesn't sound nope. like aluminum. Get yeah. out of line. <laughs> For the record, that magnet wouldn't work on aluminum. Yeah. It wouldn't work not, on like any of the Cobras. <laughs> there's not very many of them from back then that are aluminum, so yeah. we'll be all right. That's true. So anyway, that's, that's kind of cool. He has experience. Um, it said he did 200 miles an hour in an Avanti that belonged to Newman. Which I'm assuming means Paul Newman. Paul Newman? Yeah, I assume that's what that means. Um, Avantis are a strange little it's car. It's a weird car. My dad is restoring one for a customer right now. They look very weird. They were the like fastest or the top three fastest cars produced in America at the time. I did not know that. Short they were that fast. The Camaro or the full like 427 big block Corvette of its time yep. and the Cobra. Didn't know that. I think those were the three, the top, the big three fastest American-produced cars at the time. Because hmm. you could get them blown. Oh, really? From the yeah. factory? Yeah. Very interesting. All fiberglass. Very strange little cars. And they look kind of strange. They're kind of ugly. I'm going to be yeah. straightforward on it. That's fair. When I see one, I'm like, oh, cool, it's an Avanti, but like, I don't want it. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, that's kind of neat. That's the way I that's feel as far about as I go. most Studebakers. I like their trucks. Yeah. And I and I kind of like the bullet nose ones that it, like Studebaker oh, yeah, is yeah. iconic for, but anything later than that, I'm out. For the most part, I'll agree with that. Robbie has no clue. So Are going back to the topic at to hand, the school, it's called Masters Hot Rod School. It's a good name. It's in his his large garage off of uh, County Road Two in Bristol. It I, sounds like he does this with his dad because his dad's an old hot, hot rodder, rodder, but yeah. he's like, you know, old like he's. Sounds like he's kind of caring for his dad, but his dad goes and hangs out in the shop all day. You yep. know what I mean? So it's like... It's kind of a win-win for everybody. Yep. Dad gets to hang out and build hot rods. Is that not the dream? Yeah. Kind you of. Know? Yeah. Build hot rods all day. Or hang cars out with your or dad. Drift just cars build, or do car things. Do stupid great. stuff. Teach people how to fabricate stuff, which That's, is a dying art. Yes, this, guy, this guy could knock one of your bucket list items off, Robbie. He could teach me how to do stuff like TIG welding and other blacksmithing things, maybe. We should move to Bristol, then. For it like seems a, like a long ways to go. Six months. That's a long ways to go. You could take a DMAC class. I mean, probably not now because you're busy, but... It's well, not the same, though. Des Moines Area Community College. Yeah, but they could teach me welding. That'd be a start. Yeah, they could just get you started on, UTC, like, MIG UTC welding. can pay for it. Maybe that'd be my fourth degree. <laughs> you could do it over the summer. That's not a joke. You gotta day. take summer classes? No. You, you're not gonna take summer classes? Probably not. You could, t- you could take I'm a while. I'm busy in the summer. Dude, Race card things, Michael. Podcast I know, but it's, things in the summer. But it's, it's, it's a weeknight. My dad did it, like, two years ago. It's like a weeknight. No, it's weekends. No, I think it's a week. Not if you get the degree. Oh, I'm not talking about getting a degree. I'm just talking about oh, it's just, just getting a class. class. Yeah. Oh, that'd be different. Yeah. Just get you get you going. So there's a welding degree. Yes. Like welders. Yeah. AA. No, no. that's Alcoholics Anonymous. That's different. It's associates. A, yeah, oh. it's an associates. That isn't a full on associates. Yes. Damn. Really? Wait, Weird. They, they, they teach you the whole spectrum of welding from like stick welding all the way to TIG welding. Well, they teach yeah. me how to braze because apparently that's what I have to do if I buy an original Lotus Seven. No, 
That's, that's a lost art. Damn it. There's a lot of things that are lost art. But anyways, this guy's teaching it. He's taking people and teaching them how to work with their hands that probably wouldn't normally do it. I wish there was more of this, especially in like high schools. Especially since it's free. And it, yeah, the fact that it's free is awesome because yeah, there's, there's a lot of motive schools. Special but. class for veterans. Yep. Mike Rowe needs to get with this guy because he would just eat this guy up. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. all about that like tradesman thing. I feel like yep. Mike Rowe's been on another bent on that. Basically. Mike, Mike Rowe for president 20. Fuck yeah. 20. Nah, 2018 when we're sick of this guy. Hey, hey, not on this, not on this show. Not on this show. That's the next show. We've already I talked know. about him too much as it is. That's true. But, you know, I, I, I wish that there was more of this type of enthusiasm for working on cars besides our little clique of friends. Um, if we had an automotive in high school, more commonly than just... I don't think it's even a thing anymore. Actually, I have, an, I'm aware I have an update on that. So yeah. Des Moines has decided that they are going to revitalize the trade school I think that's the, the trend thing to do right now. That's awesome. So I don't want to get into too many details about how I know this, but they're they're basically gutting a floor over at the Des Moines downtown schools and they're putting in like um they're putting in basically all the facilities you would need to work on a car. So that includes like paint and bodies. There's gonna be a paint booth, yep. engine exhaust stuff, uh welding. It's gonna be tons of welding stations yep. and all that. So they're really wanting to make a push for putting kids, you know, that want to do it back into those programs and, you know, getting them pushed in the right direction either to start a trade or to go to trade school, which I think is is really good. Cause that's I think there's, so awesome. There's, there's a lot of that that's missing. Because it used to be a big, big-time deal, especially in yeah. Des Moines with, you know, trade workers and going to the Des Moines schools downtown to learn how to do a trade and then getting into a trade program, becoming a plumber or a welder or whatever you're going to do. And <clears throat> it kind of died off, and now they're trying to bring it back. Well, that's good. Because so you got a lot of people, I think we've got a lot of people going to college that don't know what they want to do, and then they get a degree, and they still don't know what they want to do, and they're not qualified to do you anything. you got $100,000 in student loan debt, and you, uh, you're stuck with a thirty-five, $40,000 a year job because that's all you're qualified to do. And you hate it, every second of it. You're never going to get ahead in life that way. I think we need to allow people to not, it's going to be a bold statement, but not go to college. Like, if somebody doesn't want to go to college and they're passionate about a trade, like, what's the harm in letting them do that for a year or two years or the rest of their life? Like, what's the what's the worst thing that's going to happen? If you love it and it puts food on your table and a roof over your head, that's all that really matters at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So. Absolutely. And, you know, it's stuff like our, our buddy Nick that's got the Drift 240, you yep. know, with the SR20. He was, he, you know, he's got, he knows a lot of people, obviously, because he's pretty well known in the community. He asked for somebody to help him. I think all I want to do is he wanted to learn how to a piece of sheet metal. Figure out how to like bend sheet metal or roll sheet metal so that he could make door skins for his Datsun. Not a single person really? replied. In the you know, kids probably who, got a thousand plus friends on Facebook. Not a single person at any. Clue. And he knows people that build cars. Oh you yeah, know, I'm he sure. Works, build engines. He works in some level of fabrication as, for a living. Yep. Not you know, not sure exactly, but not that's a single just, person. That's made just multiple says, posts. It's just dying. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And you know where I've seen all that sort of work, you know, English wheel work and all that stuff? Jesse James. Yep. Bringing it back around. I have a friend, if he lived closer, he'd be he'd be able to help him, but he lives in the middle of Nebraska, so he's not very helpful. Yep. So anyway, yep. I hope we continue to see a resurgence in the trades. The trades. Absolutely. And automotive. Kind of have to, don't we? <laughs> God, I hope so. Well, yeah. Mike Rowe was trying to make a point that, like, 
if we just continue to not support trade workers or shame them or whatever, they're just going to disappear and then there's going to be nobody to build buildings. Like, you know, even if cars become disposable, you know, you still need somebody to make the cars. You still need line workers, you know. At some point, you know, some of those jobs are going to get replaced by robots, but, like, you still need people to build buildings. Someone's got to build the robot to somebody, build the Somebody car. does have to build the robot, too. The robot can't build the robot the first time. It's robot exception. <laughs> the first time, yeah. So, anyway. Yes. Hope we see more of this. I think that's all there is to say about that, isn't there, Robbie? I think so. Uh, before we go, um, of course, make sure you guys go to TitanFuelTanks.com. Um, I was on there. I saw they have this. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. I'm going to show you. It's this L-shaped tank. Okay. Have you seen this? It's called the Hammerhead tank. It's L-shaped. Yep. And you can get it with this toolbox in the back of it. Basically, it's a transfer tank that you would put in the back of your tow pig. Yes. So if you've got a race car and you got a tow pig with trailer, you can get this Hammerhead transfer tank, which you can get with a pump handle. So you could fill your right, race car. Right. But then you could put all your race car bits, your helmet, your suit, all that stuff in the um, aluminum diamond plate box that comes with it. Or tools. Or tools. It sits inside the tank. So basically it takes up less space in your bed. It, it sits basically between the diamond plate box and your cab. Oh, it's all that wasted space underneath the toolbox where you just lose stuff and can't reach it anymore. You can put fuel in there safely. I like it. So That's exactly what we need. Yeah kind of an interesting product that they make a lot of really like interesting things i would have never thought of they make solutions for fuel like a spare tire they make a tank that fits there yeah like if you have a you got a long haul rig you know you want to build they make fuel tanks that would go in the spare tire carrier that are like you know 30 gallons 35 gallons the the jeep one that one blows my mind it goes on the back it goes yeah you put that and then the spare tire bolts to it yep genius Absolutely. Um, and of course, lifetime warranty and made in the USA. Go to TitanFuelTanks.com to check out all they have to offer. And of course, make sure to go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page, and follow us. Um, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. All that stuff is 1010's podcast. Um, if you've done that and you're not getting any updates, it's because you need to change your subscription. It's probably Noti- something yeah, we do all kinds of push, fun push stuff. Notifications, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. So you need to make sure to because we've mentioned up. this before. But just a reminder that if you like something, it doesn't mean that you follow it. Which it kind of says that you're following, but you're not really following. So on Facebook, I know you can say you know show this first. A couple of my favorite pages I have that way. Yep. So anyway, just check that out. If you followed us and you're not seeing any of our stuff pop up, that's why. Yeah. Rates reviews. Share it with a friend. ITunes. We should, have, we should push that more often. Share it with a friend. Share us. You like Shame what we're your doing. Friends. Tell your friends to listen to us too. Be a 1010s podcast hipster. Bro. <laughs> I knew about them back in the day. Way before they were cool. Yeah. Like, so. Because we're cool now, right? Uh, I don't no. think we're quite cool yet. Damn it. So if you're in the group, you're a hipster, but you should be a hipster that shares with other people. Spread the word. I think that's it, isn't it, Robbie? Yeah, I think so. Boom. Let's wrap it up. Catch you guys next week. I was, I was this close to driving out front of your house this afternoon and lighting them up just so I could say I did it. <laughs> I would call the cops. I would I, just straight I, up call I, the cops. I drove, I drove right past like, it. I'll tell you the registration number. I'll tell you the year, make, and model. Oh, I was going to do it, too. But like it was the traffic. Was I would so also suggest bad. checking to see if he has any catalytic converters. He doesn't.